13. Okay, you can go. Oh, God. Uh, there we go. If you're right. going to yawn in the camera, in the camera, in the microphone during this, then... The camera. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. I just needed that. I'm all good. I swear. Okay. If I, I just totally hear, like... If I just hear, like, a quiet thump during the recording, then... I totally haven't had uh, two beers and, like, three gin and tonics and a shot of tequila. It's fine. What?! It's all you... fine. It's all since, fine. Since when do you drink tequila? I quite like tequila. Really? Yeah. Oh, never, never posted you as a tequila drinker. So, I, I don't like drink it often, but sure. if people offer it to me, then I'll drink it. Right. Okay. Oh, so you're, nice. just, you're just an alcohol bin. No, that, like if people offer me like shots of vodka or something like that, I'll say no, go away. Right. But okay. if people say tequila, then I'll go. Yeah, it's fine. Do you often get offered yeah. shots of vodka? I've never had a shot of vodka. Just like straight vodka. If you do, if you do like really nice vodka, people do give it to you in shots. Sure. Uh, I, I never really get exposed to much nice like, yeah, vodka. I've, I've had like people give me like shots of like Jaeger and stuff like that and I've just gone, get that shit away from me. I don't want it anywhere near Jaeger. Jaeger Jaeger's alright. Jaeger's the stuff of the devil. Oh, Jaeger's the only one I can drink. <laughs> You're a girl. What? I don't know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Game Engine Start podcast for the 12th of May. 13th. 13th? 12th. I was right. Uh, today's the 12th. No, today's the 11th. No, today's the 12th. Today's the 12th. Welcome to the 13th of May. Uh, this is already off to a fantastically professional start. We're great at this, trust yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, my name's Ewan. My name's Callum. And, um, yeah, I'm slightly disappointed that my my super mega internet doesn't make me sound like an angel or like massively that's not, that's not how the internet works and you know it come on well, it, going from the it shit just means before, you can, it just means you can download that special porn that I know you like really really quickly and that's pretty much it part of me really wants to go into what you think the special type. I already sent you a message as to what I think your special porn is <laughs> well, yeah that was a, that was not an appropriate conversation to be having while I was in work it was not, no. <laughs> I did it anyway. I'd forgotten about that. High definition. High, the highest of definitions. Highest of definitions. So moist. So, so anyway. uh, rumour has it that you're kind of wasted. Not wasted. I'm not that, I'm not like a complete lightweight. I've no. had a few drinks, yeah. but I'm not, I, I'm not completely wasted. You've had I'm, the least... happy, I'm the happiest man alive because I'm now completely done with university, yes. which is both scary and... Uh, exhilarating at the same time it's the weirdest of emotions so what time did you finish today i finished at 5 p.m today oh it was oh okay my exam was at 2 p.m and i finished at 5 p.m right i just have memories like my last fourth year exam finished at 10 a.m oh so you were just wasting we just we just yeah that was a that was a hell of a day (laughs) so that was a hell of a day yeah but that must have been pretty bad for you but we had five so we went to a place and ate and then had a few drinks Sure. And then I have to come home to record this shit, so... Okay. Are you planning to head back out? Uh, no, everybody's, everybody's just kind of... Everybody's so tired. We're all just so yep. tired. Yep. So we all just kind of want to go home and sleep. Uh, we're going to meet up at some other point and get real real rowdy. <laughs> Is that what the kids are saying get, these get days? Down with it. Yeah, all okay. that stuff. I don't know. Whatever. Sure. You're going to get totes. 
Toast nice. mega drunk balls. I don't know. Drunk balls, yes. Drunk balls, I don't know. Sure. But I'm going to do one of those things. I have vivid memories. But I have all this time. I have all this time to do things like play video games with. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, 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 take, I'll take chance of that, which is I pretty ha- good. I have vivid memories of our uh, four of us handing in our dissertations of our final year. And then we're going, right, we should go to the pub. And we all went to the pub and we got halfway through a pint and then everyone fell asleep on the couches pretty much. And we're like, yeah, we need to go home. <laughs> everyone just yeah. dispersed. You're so tired after exams, like just so tired. Yeah. It just takes so much mental energy doing all that stuff. It does. It really does. And it's... Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I got away with an easy one at the end, which I was pretty proud of. Yes. So here's to... So we're looking forward to seeing a lot more of your stuff. Yeah, I can actually do things now. Yeah. I can actually figure out how the fuck to mod freelancer. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, so we can. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll get. To, I mean, do you actually have anything to talk about, or have you just been in a hell? No, of a... I, I've got stuff to talk about. I've, okay, I've done some stuff. Stuff mainly stuff that I forgot to talk about last time. But I've oh, sure. Okay, fair enough. Well, but um, you you always go first, so yeah. Um, so I kind of went into like like I said, there was nothing big coming out, so I just kind of went full on weird and. To, to I, like this... when, I like it when you go weird. Yeah. Um, so I played uh, the third episode of Kentucky Route Zero. Is that out? That oh, came shit. out Monday last week. I think. That's a weird game. Man, so... I don't even know anymore. Like, yeah. I between the two of us, I'm the one with the reputation of playing the weird RT indie games, right? Like, yes. that's kind of you're that dickhead. Yeah. That's my forte, right? Even I'm starting to lose it now. It's really weird. Like it's, I've only played episode one, and I think it's weird. Oh, episode one is nothing. Like, yeah, it's so. The, episode three has the the biggest high and the lowest low so far. Like, there's a there's a there's a musical sequence, which is incredible. Like from a, a visual musical perspective, sequence. yeah. There's a there's a music there's a wow. there's a there's a performance in the game. And it's just stunning, like from a visual perspective, and the song as well. It's just great, and it does the the thing that Kentucky Route Zero does really, really well of you're writing the song as the player. Oh, so, sure. So about like four bars before the singing starts, you'll get four options or four things to say, yeah. and that's that'll be the line in how the song starts. And that's the way it sounds cool. like it's recorded, it sounds like they've got like four or five different variations on a verse. Like, so you basically build your own song. And it, it it's really really cool, um, and that was the bit I understood, and then right. it just kind of, like there's a whole there's a if you're gonna if you if you're super into Kentucky Route Zero skip like the next couple of minutes, <laughs> but there's a section where you go into a bourbon distillery, right? Which is entirely ran by holographic skeletons. Okay. And I don't know what they're supposed to represent. <laughs> sure. Like, I, I was... I, it's one of these games that I keep expecting that every episode there's going to be the, oh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, sure. And it just... It doesn't look like it's coming. Like, every every episode they get further and further than this rabbit hole and they get further and further away from actually being able to explain what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, like the end of episode two, you the main character's leg gets damaged i think a tree falls on it or something like that um and you start episode three with the doctor repairing your leg 
and like when the, when it come, the camera comes back up after the kind of initial coma sequence, like your right leg is just replaced by this kind of holographic skeleton leg, and I was like, oh, this is some kind of weird abstract. Like, they like leaning on their skeletons for it's some a, reason. It's a really cool effect. I've, I've, mm. I've got to give them that. But so he's got the skeleton leg, and I was like, oh, this is going to be explained. Like it's going to be some kind of weird technology thing. Like it's already gone slightly hippie. Like I'm imagining there's some weird explanation for this. But nobody else in the group sees this. Like, like your holographic leg? Yeah. Like, they just see it as, like, so, a damaged leg. I, I don't, uh, I don't, that's weird. I don't understand. Like, I genuinely... I finished the episode, and I just don't... I don't know anymore. I have literally no idea what's happening. I that lost, weird. I lost all thread of that game. Like, it's still visually one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. But from a narrative perspective, could not tell you at all. I awesome. can't even tell you what the main character's name is. Like it's no, that, I don't know either. It's that yeah. level of like I don't have a fucking clue at all. That's fair enough. All right. So yeah, that was weird. And like I'm signed up for all five episodes, so I'm I'm going to play them anyway. But Christ, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a weird game. Yeah. I played a bunch, like most of uh, Stick It to the Man, which was the. Oh yeah, what do you think of that game? That game looked cool to me. Yeah, it's so it's the PS Plus game for PS4 for this month. Um, that game is really weird. It's so it's a. Uh, it's kind of like a point-and-click adventure game without the point-and-click, mm-hmm. and like distilled down to like the base elements where you have a you have a kind of whole two D side-scrolling level, which is is in three D, but it's essentially two D scrolling yeah. level, yeah. and there's a bunch of people throughout it that you have to talk to and work out what they need, and it's all just like. You go to this guy and you get this object, and you give that object to this guy who gives you this object, and you just kind of find out how to pair with everyone to get the end result so that it, you want. It, it, it's an evolution of the idea of point and click adventure games. You get items and you rub them together to see what happens. Kind of. It's like yeah. the section in um, Not Link to the Past. What's the Game Boy Link that I played? Uh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. There's a whole, the, the whole trading... Yeah, part you of use that. it to get something else. That yeah. You get something else. Yeah, you start with a shovel and then you end up going up. It's it's basically that from start to finish. End up with a lawn lawn. But um, and the the kind of gimmick, not really gimmick. The kind of the the hook in it is that you have this alien living in your brain that yeah. can read other people's brains. So people will be acting in one way, and then you you hook into their brain and you listen to what's actually happening. And it's kind of cool, like, they've used the speaker and the, the DualShock, so, like, all the, the brain talk comes through the speaker and the controller, and you can use the touchpad as a kind of more accurate mouse to choose who you want to click on, to, who you want to, whose mind you want to read. Yeah. Um, it works Does it well. also work as, like, a, you can interact with the, the environment with it? It's like a hand, isn't it? So, yeah, you, the hand's really just the right, right stick. So, like, right. you grab parts, and it's all this kind of weird kind of... Uh, 2D, kind of like Paper Mario, but more floppy, if you know what I mean. Sure. Like characters like bend backwards and forwards, and uh, like you rip parts of buildings off to see inside yeah. them and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, like it looks really good, and it's actually it's pretty well written. Like there was a lot of there's a lot of really really good dialogue in that. It's it's well worth picking up just to just to listen to and hear some of the stuff they've it recorded. It's pretty about. funny from what I. It like, is saw. really funny, and there's a lot of like real gamer like our game references in it like yeah. there was a guy in like in one of the levels where um you come across these two gangsters and you go into like mind reading mode and you see there's a third brain you can read in the trunk of the car 
and you you kind of hook into that brain and it's this guy who's trapped in the boot of the car talking about how he's going to be late for this date but maybe he shouldn't maybe he kind of didn't want to go on the date he'd rather uh, sit home and play the nes version of silver surfer like that's that's the quote. Like he that's keeps really talking. Specific. Yeah. He keeps he keeps talking. Like, like in this one sentence, he talks about like the NES version of Silver Surfer like four or five times, and you free him. And he was like, "Oh, thanks for freeing me. I'm gonna go get this. Do you want to? If you ever want to come to mine, we can play some NES version of Silver Surfer." The main guy goes, "No," <laughs> and just walks on. Like it's it's, it's it's pretty well written. Like if you can pick it up cheap on PC, it's really really it's awesome. Um, I'm almost finished. Intended to get it. It seems pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that lets it down is it. It. It's. It. They. They ram stealth sequences in it where it just right, becomes yeah. annoying. Like it's. Yeah. It's just pointless. Like there's. There's enemies in it who are trying to. Who basically have like tasers and just zap you to try and to try and rip the alien out your head. Problem that um, Octodad had, right? It seemed to be kind of. Although they they fixed a lot of it for the PS4 um, sure. version, they're a lot more lenient with that on PS4 like you can fuck oh, up pretty yeah. badly in that but no this one is just like there's sections like you have to just sneak by all these guys and you get one shot and then you have to go back um, yeah but once you get by them like they usually have a shortcut so you never have to do them again but it's just, it's just like there's no reason for them to be there like I can't understand why they're there the, the game would be fine without them yeah it would be better without them actually so yeah that was pretty good um, what else was there finished Fract. Um, that game has an end it has you unlock everything yes mm-hmm. and there's a final there's a final switch to pull yes right got you um, so if then, you unlocked everything for the synthesizer then yeah that synthesizer is fucking terrifying really like, does it get scary oh yeah like you go up to so, so the whole thing about the fract is that you like as you were, like I said last time you're working your way through the level and there's like three different areas like you get the pads the base and the um, lead synths and then they all merge together into the kind of main unit. And as you, the further you go through the game, the more... And then all these things are connected together in the studio, which is like this first-person synthesizer sequencer thing, which you navigate about, and, and as you progress, you unlock more and more finesse in the controls. Sure. So the pad has got, like, four controls. It's got, like... And they've all got really weird names, like Grit and um, Wobble and all these kind of, like kind of generic yeah. names for these four controls and then you finish you do, you do the last puzzle and then you go back to the studio and there's like activate advanced mode and you hit advanced mode and like these four controls just explode into like 20 other controls oh, with like okay. graphs and knobs and weird things and names I've never heard of before and just it's insane it's absolutely ridiculous like um but it's 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 a gorgeous game and it's like they they mastered that thing like when the puzzle works and the music hits like it feels awesome it feels yeah. really really good so yeah thoroughly enjoyed that uh, went back and got all the achievements in jazz punk because of course I yeah. felt like she it she felt like you had to and yeah. it's also super easy and it also showed a bunch of jokes that I missed the first time this also reminds you how good that game is that game is fucking brilliant like yeah. I still laughed at it um, the game's really good yeah it's 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 just an incredible game. Yep. Um, and I think it's the first thing I've hundred percented on Steam, which is weird. Um, like you've hundred percent, you've hundred percented The Walking Dead. Oh, you didn't play it on. Steam. I didn't play it on Steam. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it was it. It's a really good idea to go get all the achievements in that because it shows like it makes sure you get all of the jokes mm. and it it works. All the funny situations that they have set up. Oh God, God damn it! That 
yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, I just keep having flashbacks to that game and just going, I think it's fucking great. Yeah, Jazz Point's <laughs> such a good game. I uh, love that game. Um, so it was that, and then I played, a, then there was a, just a bunch of iPad stuff, so I kept going with Trials Fusion. Um, sure. Eventually hit the, all oh, right, this is the this is the free-to-play-ness of this game right yeah. now. And they were totally, for the first couple of hours, like, they were... They were juicing the statistic, the chance on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, like you would, you would spin the wheel to get a random thing, and it just so happens you would get the thing on like the second go. And at this stage, you're just like, no, you have to do this over and over and over again. Or you could just pay five pound and get the gems. It's just, yeah. it's still a fun That's game, but dirty. yeah. Uh, and the only other one was I got, um, I got Hitman Go because a lot of people oh, yeah, have been that weird tabletop thing yeah. yeah so they've taken the core concept of hitman and turned it into a board game that you play that or that's an ipad game and yeah. it, it kind of works in a weird way like it's also not easy like it's a super difficult game yeah but basically you've got you you've got hitman who you control and you've got like a kind of gridded board which is kind of embedded on like an, an actual board with like the actual scenery as part of it so it's like it's like a chunk of world with a grid through it that you move through, and like your character stands on a base, and all the the, the bad guys are on bases that slide about and, and do all this yeah. stuff. It's it's super difficult, and they keep throwing new stuff at you, um, all the time. Like you get rocks that you throw to distract people, so you have to work oh. out like what their patterns are now and how the. the noise See, I must have thought at a really early stage because it was all just based on you being able to do the math in your head and predict where people were going to be and then oh, realise there would be other elements to it's, it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the whole, the whole first world, or half of the first section anyway, is just you and the, the bad guys to learn it all. That's and pretty then, cool. And then they add in rocks to throw to distract people. Yeah. They add trap doors so you can jump halfway across the level, but it takes a full turn. They do... You Apparently you get the guns at some point, like the, the hardballers, cool. yeah. so that when you pick them up... Like, he just fires two, like, backwards and forwards, and then two left and right, and just takes out whoever's there. It looks it looks really cool. Um, that seems pretty interesting. Yeah, it's 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 just really weird that they've managed to take something as complex as Hitman. Yeah, I didn't realise that that's what they were going to do with it. When they said they were going to do a Hitman game for the iPad, I didn't realise it was going to be this kind of weirdly thought-out one-person board game thing. Yeah, it's, it's super smart. Like, it's yeah. not what you expect. Like, if you look at the, the, like the Deus Ex mobile game that they put out, like that was yeah just, the, the bastardized version of DSX. Yeah. yeah, it was that was just Cuban Revolution on an iPad, and you're like, yeah, like this is not kind of what I want to do. Yeah, um, but the, you, want, Hitman, you want in that game as instance, you want more of that universe, but not necessarily the gameplay. Yeah, totally. And that's they didn't get that, and it was and especially with Hitman, like it's still it's it's the core Hitman, like it's working out how you get through a level, taking out the minimum amount of guys, and getting your target and getting out again. Like it's yeah. it's it's really smart how they managed to transfer that. Um, so that I mean that was kind of it. There was there wasn't a lot of um, kind of kind of running out of stuff. And now I've just got um, so I just got my my fancy internet in, and it's awesome. So Your I'm fa- just looking fast internet. Yeah, seventy six meg down is good. It's insane. It's kind of ridiculous. I expect the smoothest E three streams when that happens. You will. You will. That it's. One, I was. Kind of, I was really happy. Well, <laughs> was... that's the thing though, because it's not the same as last year. Because last year we had shit streams, we couldn't tell if it was your internet or the stream itself. Yeah. But now we definitely know it's the stream. Yep. Because your internet is good. So it's one hundred percent. Um. So yeah, I was. It's when the guy came to install it. Um. He said, "Oh, you're the first person like in this cabinet to get the fiber stuff," and it's like. 
yeah, it's because I was like refreshing the page every week to try and <laughs> they see it was there. How quickly can I get good internet? Yeah, and, and I just like I kind of briefly looked at the page. It's like just give me the fastest one and I'll adjust it from there. And yeah, it's pretty cool. How how quick can I make my internet for the least amount of money? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't even that. Like I just picked the highest package and went for it. Oh, you went. You just wanted the fastest internet. Well, that was the thing. Like the the highest package is seventy six down and fifteen up. Yeah. And uh, for three pounds less, I was getting thirty six and seven or something. Oh, you you pay you pay three pounds to double your internet. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. Like there's no point in getting the the smaller package. You might as well just get the bigger one. So yeah, you pay three pounds to get double the speed of the internet. That makes sense. Exactly. So E3 will be smooth and... Fantastic. I look forward to it. Uploading stuff should be a lot quicker Super as well. Quick. yep. Yeah. Considering, considering your average um, Let's Play thing that we do is like half an hour long. Yep. And it takes... That takes about an hour and a half to two hours to upload. Depending mm-hmm. on the game as well. Because uh, for something like um, Siberia, which was like 90% static images... Yeah, like that compresses pretty fucking well. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. when you're but when you're doing something like um, like the the FPS thing where like everything's moving all the time, that's a huge fucking file. Sure. So yeah, that took its time. So yeah, um, lots. So it'll make it a lot easier to do a bunch more cool stuff. So and also streaming will be a lot nicer. Hopefully, cool. Good. Um, I don't know what to stream right now, but I'll I'll find something to test it out. See what it does. Yeah. Um, so what about yourself in between your in between your, uh, your exams? So I've not I've not done anything new uh, because I just finished exams, so I didn't have time to play anything new. Uh, but there was some stuff that I forgot to talk about last time, which I can talk about, I guess. Sure. Um, one of the things I did was me and my roommate uh, played the new survival mode for Space Engineers. Oh right, yeah. For about four hours one night. <laughs> it's really good. So what's really so what does good. that entail? So it basically means that uh, you get, you, you select your map and you can play on multiplayer and stuff like that and you get, instead of you just being able to build stuff willy-nilly, you have to like get materials to build stuff and like to get the materials you need ore that you mine out of asteroids. Yeah, so, so they, they've been talking about doing the mining stuff for a while, so they've actually yeah. put it in you've got to use yeah. those resources. Cool. They have, so okay. one of the first things we did was, uh, well not one of the first things, but it ended up that my roommate made a, a giant mining like mech. There was essentially like a ship that had two drills on either hands that would sit and rotate. Because we noticed if you built a drill machine, mm-hmm. it's, it throws your your balance off on your ship like something fierce. Like you turn on your drill and your ship just starts juttering to the side. So we figured if you put one on each end perfectly balanced, they'll balance one another out. So we made this giant mech that's got two big drills for hands. And it works perfectly. You could just so, walk into an asteroid and drill stuff. It's great. So is it doing like proper physics, where like if you've got a tur- turning drill bit, your ship wants to, to turn the other way? Like, yeah. Is- so the drill bit wow. goes, rotates clockwise. So as it rotates clockwise, your ship starts juddering clockwise along with the drill. That's awesome. It's really cool. And uh, like things like when you're mining a, an asteroid, with just with like your hand drill, mm. uh, the the ore like flies off and doesn't like just fall on the ground. It just flies off into space. Sure. So you'd have to like grab it or set up some sort of gravity well or something like that. Nice. Uh, so that's really cool because you actually it, it takes effort to build ships, so it feels pretty good when you're doing it. Yeah. But um, the other thing that happens is you get random ships that kind of fly in space. So every so often you'll be sitting working on something, you'll see a beacon in the distance that's labeled like uh, military cruiser or like civilian freight or something like that. Oh, so they have AI ships that you can 
it's not so much AI, it's like uh, abandoned ghost ships, so you can go oh. with your ship and dock onto their ship and steal it. Oh, and cool. take their ship back to your port and then like strip it for parts or use it as a like mining ship or whatever. It's really cool. That's some awesome. Good, like we found one that was a, a military mine layer. So we stole it and got it back to base and then noticed that the ba- the entire back half of the ship was just full of warheads. <laughs> so we were like, if we crashed this at any point, we were all just dead. Yeah. So we, we parked it in a really safe place and then we were sitting doing stuff. And after the four hours had passed and we were going to log off, we're like, let's just crash it. Let's sure. just see what happens. So we got it, and we got another ship that we didn't care about, and made the other ship just crash into the back of the military mine layer, and the entire thing just disappeared. Oh, like fantastic. the whole, the, all of the ships just went. It was <laughs> great. The the other dumb thing we did was uh, the first ship that came up, which was like a mining vessel. I went and got it, but uh, I I died as I was trying to recover the ship. Like I landed on the ship, but it was going too quickly, so I knocked off and got hit by it and died. Oh, so you just smashed into you, right? Yeah, so it smashed into me effectively. But because I'd gained control of it before, Mm -hmm. it was technically like a live ship and wouldn't disappear. Oh, right. But I didn't turn the engines off. (laughs) So what it was doing was essentially just flying through space without control. Right. But what we noticed was happening, because it wasn't controlled and wouldn't go away because someone was technically controlling it, it was just making the map size increase and increase and increase. Oh, so it was a spot like... So it, like there's no main... end to the map. All that happens is the map file just gets bigger. So we looked at the map file and it had jumped from like 16k to oh. about 20 meg. Nice. And we were like, we need to stop this thing or else the server's just going to die. So, so we, had to do this, we had to do this big mission to go and get this ship to stop it from flying out of control. So I'm assuming it, it, just treats, it just treats it like Minecraft, where like as you hit a new block, it just yeah. tra- it randomly as generates this edge, new block. It creates a new one, and you just keep going and going and going. Wow. So we had to do a big mission to go and get it, and <laughs> stop it so that it wouldn't crash our world. That'd be great. You should just it send it. It was really fun. I wonder how big they get. Like, there must be someone. I don't know. That's awesome. Uh, I, I, send, I assume it'll get as quick as like the server can handle it, and then it'll sure. just crash in, in its own way. But it was really fun. I enjoyed it immensely. So what else have they added to that game since the last time Not we looked at lot. it? Not a lot. They've not added a lot. Right be honest it's just they've added this mode that lets you act like it's a minecraft style thing so you actually get purpose for building ships and all that sort of stuff sure they've not added a lot else to it i don't think they maybe have and i've just not noticed right but it was pretty cool we ended with like we'd captured some big uh civilian like uh colony ship huge ship massive ship mm-hmm. that we used as our home base instead of like the base we had because they also added meteors to the game all right. That randomly spawn and just wreck your shit whenever nice. this comes up. So we used this movable platform basically as our base, uh, and we just landed all our ships on it because it's got this huge like docking bit. So we just landed all our ships on it and like magneted them to the ground and awesome. rebuilt this colony ship. So we've now got this flying colony ship we use as a base. It's great. It's actually a really cool game. I'll awesome. be I'll be I'll be much more interested when that thing actually has more to it. Yeah, but it it seems it's, I'm, I like where they're going. I, I I knew from when we did the interview with them that yeah. they were going in the right direction and they cared and stuff like that. But I like to see where they're going. That's pretty good. We should jump back into that. I'd be interested to to see it. Like I haven't really touched it since I did the interview like months ago. Yeah, it's so really good fun. I we'll enjoyed need to it. Jump into it. Cool. That'll be good. That sounds awesome. Uh, the other thing I did was I started playing the. So a couple of my friends have a habit of playing JRPGs. I've told you about this before. The the, the guys that played Blue Dragon. Yes, and wanted to play it to the completion. I was there for the end of it, which was a pretty special experience. And they were like looking for the next one, so we decided we were going to do Final Fantasy X 2 
because right. oh yes you were telling me about this yeah because yeah, two of them have almost finished it but couldn't and I've played about four hours of it and wanted to see the rest of it and we chose ten two because we thought it was pretty mental and right. like really weird and wacky and all like J-pop and scary and all that sort of stuff so we said okay we're gonna do that so we bought the HD remaster and started mm. playing it holy fuck that game's fucking weird do you remember Jesus. the Do you remember the outcry of that game when it was like like ten to like the original ten was like this big, this big deal. This was their first kind of PS2 version Final Fantasy game, yeah. And it was real serious and like real proper Final Fantasy game. And yeah. then it just went. Not only are we making the first ever Final Fantasy sequel, like direct yeah. sequel, yep. We're gonna turn all of the female characters into pop stars. Yeah, and it's it's a, such a weird game. It's bizarre. It's so strange, like, the entire opening sequence that has, like, a J-pop concert in it, and, like, you're, you're, you're essentially, like, fighting, you're fighting God, but at the same time, you're also fighting this group of, like, like, Scooby-Doo villains at the same time that are, like, the, (laughs) this, like, it's like that, remember that woman that had the red robe and the big tits? Yeah, the, was she not the main villain? No. No, she was. She's like the side villain. She's like the Scooby Doo. But her and her two wee henchmen are like you run oh. into them every so often. Like, how aren't you guys stupid? Right. It's okay. like the Scooby Doo villain and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it's just so strange. It's what, just such a weird game. Do they do like how far did you get through it? We're currently we've just finished that too. Okay. And we're gonna play do more they, of it. Do they do anything with the backstory of pain in that game? Because I can't remember. Maybe later. Because not they, said a lot right now. Because they just kind of started the game. It was like, hey, here's Pain. Like, you know Yuna and you know Riku, but here's this other girl that's rolling around with them. And, like, you have no idea of backstory or... Yeah, I assume it comes later because she keeps, like... She keeps doing things and saying things and Riku and Yuna turn to her and go, what is that? And she says, don't worry about it. So I assume she's got something oh. and it just happens later. Like, it doesn't seem like the kind of game that's going to just turn dark at some point. Yeah, I don't know, but... Who, who knows? Weird. But it's, okay. it's just it's it's so weird. It's just such a strange game. Like in the, in the HD remaster, they added new uh, dress spheres, so like costume changes for your characters. Oh, that was the that was the job system. Yeah, in that game. dress spheres, that. dress spheres, yeah. and garment grids are the two. And um, so the dress sphere they added initially is called the Festivalist, right? And it essentially makes it so that every character is celebrating Japanese New Year. Oh, cool. Okay. So like Riku. My friend insisted that we had to level one to max level because he's like, something's going to happen. Mm. Like, this, cl- this class is a really shit class. Right. And they're like, something has to happen. All the shit classes have a really good ending. You'll see. It's, it didn't. But it, it was like, so we leveled up Riku to like max level festivalist. And she's got like a, like a kid's kimono on and the, right. the like a goldfish in a bag and like the paper fan and sure. all that stuff. So it's all that. And she has moves that's like um, fireworks. All of her moves are like weird <laughs> fireworks. Like she throws a rolling candle at people and stuff. Wow. It's really weird. It's just to show how weird this game is. But yeah, it's, it's a strange game to go back to because I hadn't played that much of it and I didn't realise just how mental it gets towards like the middle. Yeah. It's so strange. And the whole entire subplot of is Tidus actually dead or not even though he doesn't really exist as a character. And yeah. uh, it's, it's so strange. So you but, plan to actually see it through? Oh yeah, we're gonna finish it. Don't you worry, we're okay. gonna finish it. I, I want to know what happens at the end of that game because I'm never gonna play well. it. I'm really point. excited to find out. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but I also that means I also get a free copy of 10 HD, which I might play at some point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I need to finish that game. Like I got to what 10? 
Yeah, like you fought Sin. Didn't I you? got to I got to Jet at the end Jet, yeah. and couldn't beat him. Like I just wasn't the right level. And the yeah. whole I I just I remember the whole section leading up to the end of that game with the crystals is just like the worst part of that game. Yeah, because there's a save point like twenty minutes before the final boss, and every time you die, you have to go back and work through that. Like I just I couldn't. Yeah, take that's pretty it. bad. I couldn't take it, so I, just, sure. I never. Finished I, I think it. that's fair enough. Yeah, bad design on their part, definitely. But yeah, yeah. that's um, that's pretty much all I've done. I don't know if I ever talked about the when I finished Bravely Default. I don't know if I ever talked about that. No, you, you, I just knew you were playing. It. I didn't know you'd finished it. So by now, the inter- the internet's come out with an outcry about the ending to Bravely Default and what it makes you do and all that sort of stuff. I don't know if you've read any of it. Um, but, I think the extent of my knowledge of Bravely Default is like they make you do the same thing three times. So it's I, I, spoilers ahead for if you're going to play the Bravely Default, but it's on the internet right now. So the game makes you when you finish the game at first, after mm-hmm. you do all the crystals and fight the boss and all that sort of stuff, they throw they throw kind of time travel and alternate realms in, right? Weirdly, and make you play the entire game again five times. Five times. Five times. Because you finish the game and you go like, they go like, oh, we need to do this in the other universe. You do it once more. And they go, oh, it's not good enough. Do it again. Oh, it's not good enough. Do it again. And you do that five times. Is you this play like the a, game five times. Is this like a, but this isn't like a new game plus thing. Like, this no, is just the main that, part of the, the game. game. It's like, it, my, my friend sums it up perfectly. It's they made, they made a perfect, like a really perfect J, 40 hour JRPG like a perfect 40 hour JRPG. It would have been amazing if it was just 40 hours and said, guys, we need to make this more 90, but we don't want to make any new assets. Can we just do the same thing again? So is, what's, I mean, what's the, the functional difference every time you look back? Nothing. The, get, the guys get harder and that's it. That's it? Pretty much. There are like minor story changes and like conversations and stuff like that, but that's, the, the guys are the same. That's, that's it. That's awful. You do you do literally the same thing five times, except it gets slightly harder. Until you find until you find the setup that breaks the game for you. There are several. Until you find the setup that breaks the game for you and you can just breeze through it. Right. It's the same thing five times. And it killed me. It absolutely killed me inside. I've never turned so hard on a game. Yeah. I was I loved that game. When I finished it at first, I thought that game was fantastic. You were raving like, about it, yeah. It was the it was the perfect classical JRPG that you wanted for your 3D. It was just ideal. It was the mm. most ideal game. And then they make you do all that shit five times and you turn off so quickly. It's... So did you... I, I, the, did different, you have... the, dif- the difference of opinion happened between me and my friend who were both playing it. And when I got to the you need to play this five times thing, I powered through it and did it five times and finished the game. Right. And got to the end and went, that's really disappointing. Like, I'm so sad that this game made me do this, and it would have been perfect if it just made me done it once. I would have been so happy with it. My friend saw that you had to do it five times, did it twice more, mm-hmm. and then took a two-month break. Right. I came back to it. So when he came back to it, everything was kind of new and fresh again. Sure. So he had the energy to do the other three, and ended it by going, I can see it's bad, but I didn't feel as bad as you did about it. So yeah. he did it right. I did it way wrong. He did it the right way. But so your so your first your first loop through it you said it was about forty hours, so roughly like forty fifty or something. Does it like get that. quicker every loop? It depends on how good you are at the game. Right. It it should get quicker every loop because you 
you don't have to do a bunch of story stuff. You just run to the temples and yeah. activate the crystals, basically. So that's, so that's the thing. Like, I mean, this is not the best example to compare this to, but Alan Wake had a similar... Uh, the American Nightmare had a similar thing where yeah. you played through the first thing and it did a kind of time travel-esque thing and you played through the same sequence of levels four times, I think. But every time they made it quicker because... Like, like in game story wise, like Alan realized that was happening and could circumvent all the stuff that was going on. So, like the final loop through that those four levels was just like it was like ten minutes as opposed to like an hour. Yeah. Because so they just they they make you do forty hours every time. That seems that doesn't seem like a design decision to me. That just seems like a broken like that seems like it seems like they were forty hours short of some. Yeah, the look exactly. You needed to hit. In... Yeah, they were like people expect <clears throat> RPGs to be like ninety hours, and we've made forty, so we need to we need to stretch this out a bit. Considering this is a this is like games these days do not. It's very rare you see a forty hour game these days, like in the yeah, first place. Like that, that's what I was saying. If they just made a forty hour JRPG, I would have been like raving about it. It would have been on like Game of the Year list and stuff yeah. like that. But then I finished it, and it. It it went from like a nine to about like a five. It was I turned so hard on it, and I was so upset that I turned so hard on it. It was ah, oh, I was so upset by that game. Is the payoff at the end worth it? Nope, not at all. Really? Mm. It does the standard. It does the standard JRPG thing of fight the final boss. It's not even his final, but it's not even his final form. Here's the real final boss. Yeah. It's not even his final form. <laughs> And then that again, and then you finish the game. And the payoff's not even that good towards the end. Like, there's a, there's a like, twist in the story that happens, but you see it coming, and right. it, it kill it, kill it. You see the twist coming, but what what they do with the twist in-game is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, which I can tell you about after this is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the, the, the payoff's just not worth it. Like, it just isn't. You sure. fight the final boss, and then you do the the real final boss of JRPGs, which is normally some sort of god or some super being, in this case it's a god, mm. has f- other forms, and then you win, and it, it really just isn't worth it, and it's so upsetting. <laughs> I'm so sad. Every time I talk about Bravely Default, I just get so upset. <laughs> it just makes me so sad. That, that's, really that dis- that's disappointing. Yeah, because really everything else about it I really like. I really like the job system. I really like its style. I really like its music. I like what it's doing mm. for like Square Enix overall. And then it just makes you do that, and you get so angry at it. And it's, I, I sat playing through it on my like third playthrough, going, "Oh God, what are you doing? You're just ruining this." And it's so. Oh, I was what, so sad. What was spurring you on to keep going? I felt like I had to. Right. I felt like I I owed it to myself and to that game. That you were in, you were in maybe, too deep at that point. I was in too deep, and maybe there would be some sort of payoff, even if I even if I knew it wouldn't wor- be worth it. Yeah. I felt like there would be something. But I just had to do it. Like, wow. I just had to feel like I... Because I can now say that I've finished it. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's one of those notches in your belt, right? You yeah. can say that I can say, I went finished, through it. it. I suffered through Bravely Default, and I did it. Jeez. I'm not proud of it, but I did it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. That's basically it. That's all I've done. That's all, you, that's all you've done? Yep. Um, well, it's cool, because there's a, a bunch of news that's happened. Um, yes. Since since we were last here um, I'll try and get through the small stuff because there's quite a few big ones that I think we're interested to talk about sure um, 
Well, for a start, some of the E3 news that came out, uh, Nintendo are skipping E3 press conferences again. Again, which again. upsets us considering what we talked about last week. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I was yeah. really hoping that um, they were they were going to do something special for that. But it, the, like, so they're just doing a Nintendo Direct and have some kind of floor presence. So there's still hope that that Nintendo Direct could be fucking amazing. I so. really hope it is. I hope it's the same guy that did the Tom Actually Life one. Me too. I hope he's still heading it Me and too. he gets to decide. I, th- oh. I think they said he is. I think they've actually said he's part of it. Really? Um, definitely. I think I remember seeing that. I can't remember. I briefly look at the article here and I don't see it. But um, did you see that Mega64 video? That they yeah, that was weird plans? as well. That was a pretty weird one. Because they've worked... Was it, no, it was Konami that worked with Mega64 Yeah, they did Konami before. twice. They did the, the, the Zone of the Enders thing and the yeah. Revengeance thing. And it, it was... It was the most acceptable way for them to do that. Like it yeah, was just, it was. it was just Nintendo enough where it didn't seem weird. Uh, but the, but the Mega sixty four guys got to do what they Some wanted from shit. it. Yeah, it was, it was fucking it was bizarre. Bizarre. But yeah. Um, Drive Club got announced for October. Like that yep. game that disappeared off the face of the earth. Drive um, Club man for random reasons. Yes, he he will be here on October seventh. Like every other game this year, apparently is on every October game on 7th. October seventh. Yeah, um, and they said that the delay was primarily caused by one feature. Um, was it the fact that they couldn't uh, accurately depict all the sperm on on the cars? <laughs> they couldn't get the interaction with the carbon fiber correct, um, and the, the sperm. The physics engine couldn't handle it. It was just it was. <laughs> it couldn't handle the sheer volume of yeah. Drive Club months come. When you've got to oh, when you've got to calculate that much friction, you've got to. It's um, just complicated. Yeah. I understand then. If that's the reason, I can understand it. Yeah. Uh, no, that's bo- bollocks. Is it um, not? Oh. No. Uh, they said their their dynamic menu system was the thing that they get. They had to completely right. redo. Okay. It's basically their auto logs style thing. Oh sure. Okay. Apparently, it just didn't work the way they wanted it to, so they scrapped it and started again. So that that shit better be good. Considering Drive by that point it will be paycheck. almost a year delayed. Yeah. Um, by the time Drive it comes Club out. Drive Club Man better get his paycheck. He won't Definitely. be happy. Uh, uh, the, I think, I'm pretty sure I talked about it on here before and the, the lost Let's Play that I did of Sir You Are Being Hunted is finally out. Yes, it hits I saw 1.0 release. It looks a lot like what I played back then. And yeah. I didn't particularly enjoy it, but it's a sound concept that sounds kind of cool. Um... A bunch of No One Lives Forever stuff got trademarked. Oh yeah, um, I remember seeing that now. Yeah. Trademark applications for No One Lives Forever, The Operative, A Spy in Harm's Way, and Contract Jack, which are uh, primary and secondary titles from of the three games of that series from early 2000s. So are we thinking some sort of HD remaster? Or yeah, a... like the first two are going to be an HD remaster. Um, yeah. I think The Operative is the one that we don't know. Um, Spy in Harm's Way was... The f- Second one in Contract Jack, I think, was the spin-off. Sure. So okay. there's still Fine. something in there we don't quite know, but a lot of people like those games. I've never played them. And there's also it's it's not even that they they were good, but it's also the fact that there's no way of playing them right now. Like they're not yeah, on GOG, true, yeah. they're not on Steam, so yeah. they that's are good. appearing. Good. Um Blizzard start giving away nineties uh, platformer The Lost Vikings for free. Um okay. yep, they're offering uh three games on Battle.net for free that you can just straight up go and download uh, Lost Vikings Rock and Roll Racing and Battlethorn I've never heard of Battlethorn 
I've never I, heard of Battlethorn I either. I have no idea what it is. Um, a quick Google gives us like some kind of metal band, so that doesn't help. Sure. Uh, Whatever. Okay, Blizzard will give away free games. Yep. Sure. Uh, I have good memories of Lost Vikings. That game was hard, but... Um, I don't remember Lost Vikings. You, no. I think you'll remember it when you see it. I think it's one of maybe, those games. Maybe. You should look it up. Uh, there was rumours... I don't know if it was rumours or... Yeah, it was rumours of a of a of some kind of uh, signed deal between EA and Comcast, where uh, let me just try and find the good the good quote here. Uh, Cable Giant is nearing a deal with game publisher EA to sell and stream video games to the TV that would be playable with a tablet controller. Um, hmm. The report from Reuters singles out EA Sports franchises like FIFA and Madden. Oh, okay, sure. So, your Madden coming over your Comcast box. It makes a lot of sense. Ah, kind of smart, yeah, now that I think about it. Um, That's fair. Strangely enough, Comcast's, Comcast's X1 box, not to be confused with Microsoft's Xbox One. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a kind of fancy DVR box, and okay, cool. we'll probably stream that stuff. It makes a lot of sense once you think about it. So. Yeah, that makes... Yeah, I, I, I had to think about it for a second, but it makes kind of sense. Yep. A, Putting their FIFAs. Yeah, like... It, yeah, you're playing into that market. Like, if you can, if you yeah. if you're going to sign up for that to get all your sports stuff anyway, then... the kind of, they're the kind of people that would play Madden as it yeah, is. Yeah, totally. Um, There's a bunch of screenshots about from the Telltale Borderlands game. Yeah, that thing looks great. It looks really cool. Like, yeah. um, so it's talking. I think the story is about like the early days of Handsome Jack. Yeah. And um, it's set between Borderlands One and Two, yes. and it's about Handsome Jack and all that stuff. Yeah, it looks good. It looks like a Telltale game done in that style. Which sounds great. Which sounds me. awesome. So yeah. I'm I'm totally on board for that. There's still no. Um, apparently it's due out in the summer. I didn't realize it was that early. Apparently it's due out in summer. Really, for a Fantastic. bunch of platforms. I'll play that shit. So yes, I am. That'll be good. Still, so uh, I can't. Remember, did we talk about it last time when they, they there's a rumor of well not a rumor some um, uh, South American retailer um, leaked uh, Walking Dead for PS4. I don't or remember. It was a, they 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 leaked they put up a, a item or a thing on their site for yeah. Walking Dead Game of the Year edition, which is like the first season and the DLC for PS4 and Xbox One. Okay, so sure. they have to be close to getting season two on on next gen consoles. It's it's really annoying. You because uh, episode three is out next week. Yeah, so, it's yeah. it's really annoying me. I can't play that game, or I don't I, want it, to play it that it game. Right now. Season two, uh, episode two was fucking great. Really, episode two was really good. I'm so excited for episode three. So I want to okay. see what happens. Like if they don't, I know episode three is out next week. If they don't announce stuff during E3, then I'm just straight up buying it for PS3. You're gonna cave, yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna have to. Um, do do. Uh, we talked briefly last time about um. Our, what was the exact name? I can't even remember. Uh, Earth Year 2066. Oh, that yeah, that Terrible, shit. Um, terrible yeah. Steam game. Um, it got yanked from early access. It got yanked, oh, thank God. And full refunds got offered. Um, it's good that Steam stepped in and just called that for what it was. Yeah, um, good. But yeah, jeez. Um, so there was the first... Um, I, I love this. The first bit of good news for Naughty Dog, like considering they've been hemorrhaging people for what seems like months now. Yeah. Um, animator Jonathan Cooper, best known for his work as the animation director for Assassin's Creed 3 and lead animator on Mass Effect and Mass Effect 2, um, has moved to Naughty Dog, according oh, to his okay. LinkedIn profile. Sure. 
Sure. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. Like, if you're going to do a game like Uncharted 4 that's going to probably have a bunch of parkour in it, you get the guy who did the animation for the parkour for... That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Exactly. Um, so that was... It, it, I'm... What do you think the chances are? I mean, we've got a week left before we do our E3 predictions, but okay, what do you think the, ch- the chances are that we're going to see an Uncharted at E3, Uncharted 4? Uh, at this point, mm. not a lot. Like, I would say if they still had their full team, we might get like some sort of teaser, like a logo flash or something like that. Yeah. At this point, I don't think Naughty Dog kind of want to show their face. It's yeah, I mean, It would be kind of dangerous. It's, it's that kind of toss-up, because they want to be able to show that the game still exists. So, but they also probably don't have a... It sounds like that game's in trouble, so they might yeah, not have a lot to show. Does. Yeah, exactly. So they need to show something. I'm, I'm not sure what, but as long as they don't do another teaser thing, which is just like pre-render CG in Nathan's uh, voice, like, it just it doesn't sound... They have to do something to, to re- rekindle some faith in that yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were a fan of the Anno games, weren't you? I was, yes. I like Anno 2070. 2040? Yes. I can't remember what it is. 2047 or whatever it is. Um, yeah, so that, Anno, that thing. It's really good. Uh, did you play any of the earlier Anno games? I did not, because those ones are fucking mental. Right. Yeah. Well, Anno Build an Empire is bringing city building to iPad. Okay. Um, there's an iPad version of an Anno game coming. Um, you should buy that, because I think you might like it. I'm interested. It's the kind of game that I th- I think is missing from the iPad. Like, the screenshots make it look a lot like Settlers, which I spent that, yeah, a massive amount of time in. Yeah. Um, require iOS, iOS 6 and at least an iPad 2 so yes I will be able to get that because Anno is really cool and I thought you might like Anno yes so, um, so that. that will be getting there um, Nintendo said, reported a loss of $475 million um, the 3DS and the Wii U both fell short in Oof. sales um, Oof. I can't remember what the predict is the prediction is written, written this um Total lifetime sales for 3DS and Wii U are now 43.33 million units for the Jeez. 3DS and 6.1 uh, 6. million units for the Wii U. Um, How many units is it sitting on right now? It's that uh, Wii U is sitting at 6.1 million. Okay. Which is not a lot. That's not um, a lot, yeah. So yeah, it's just they're making a loss, but you don't need to worry about Nintendo because they have crap tons of money um, just sitting there ready to do... Um, whatever. <laughs> like they they've accrued so much money in the Wii era that they just sit and like if they hem- hemorrhage money for a bit, it's fine. They've got they've got hard cash to back it up. I'm pretty so, sure they've still got Wii dollars. They're riding oodles of Wii dollars yeah. sitting in the back, ready to go. Wii dollars. Um, as our Pokemon consultant, how do you feel about the Ruby and Sapphire remakes? It, it's another Pokemon game. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't particularly care about the re- the release. Um, Me neither. It was really the thing I really liked about it was the the, the images that came from the announcement um, and just people just flipping the shit. It, yeah. I thought it was great. A lot of people like Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, I, I didn't. Lie, I didn't do. realize I had to say that kind of following. But I don't know why. A lot of people yeah, really people fucking like that game. It. Yeah, but um, they're making another Pokemon game, and it's it's ex- instead of being just like all the old ones, it's exactly like all the older ones. Yeah, exactly. it's one of the older ones. Um. Yeah. So I mean, so X and Y shifted twelve point two six million copies. So Not <laughs> it's the fastest selling title on the, the 3DS. So sure. it makes a lot of sense that you'd redo that. Um. This is not. This didn't really come as news. This is more a kind of a PSA for anyone. Um. So Sports Friends came out on last week 
on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, the PS, the the it is a cross buy, um, game which is awesome. So you get it for Vita. No, it's PS3 and PS4. Okay, sure. PS3 and PS4. Um, but for weird contractual reasons, the cross-buy only applies if you buy the PS3 version. Right. If you buy That's the PS4 weird. version, you don't get the PS3 version. If you buy the PS3 version, you do get the PS4 version. That's strange. They appeared in a. They appeared all over a bunch of news stories about it. Like, the actual developers were all over the place going, look, we're really sorry, it's contractual obligations was all they would say. So, if you're going to buy Sports Friends, which you probably should... Buy the PS3 yeah, it looks version. Pretty good. Buy the PS3 version, so you get sure, both you get versions. Two games. Yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls Online get delayed on consoles by six months. Um, wow. <laughs> that game didn't seem like it was very good the first time, right? No, it does not. Um, but six months. Um, they are delaying for the. I. Is this PS4 and Xbox One. Yes. I guess so. Yeah, the Elder Scrolls Online did not look good. Yeah, you were in. The, you played the beta, didn't you? I did. Yeah, it wasn't and it, great. Yeah, and I was. I was on. Uh, one of my friends was playing it when it came out. I was sitting watching him talk to us all about it as he was playing it. Mm. It was just this constant stream of "Oh my god, this is so bad. Why am I playing this? This is the worst." Like, is it like he, he really didn't like it? Like just it mechanically was, bad, just boring. Everything, or? like all right. of it. It was like it, the the combat didn't feel good. The crafting wasn't great. The character progression felt kind of stinted, and it was just like all of it was really bad. Apparently, sure. Um, there's a really weird story that is kind of it draws that line about whether it's actually news or not. But I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, there, uh, so Child of Light, which is the Ubisoft kind of pseudo JRPG that looks fucking gorgeous, but might not be mechanically very fun. Uh, Child like looks great. It looks fantastic. It looks like, so nice. Yeah. So it's, it's done in the same engine that uh, Rayman Legends and it's sense to me here. Yeah. Whatever the other one is, Legends and Origins. Origins. Um, same engine. Looks gorgeous. It's all two D art. It looks fantastic. Um, so once it came out, people started obviously using PS4 share stuff and posted a bunch of screenshots yeah. for the game online. Um, all screenshots that are posted from PS4 via the share button have a Ubisoft watermark in the bottom right corner. Ugh. Like, n- this is not part of the game. This only appears when you take screenshots. It's bizarre. And you look at you look at a bunch of screenshots and you can see it. Like, I assumed they were, when I was looking at it, that they were, like, developer-supplied screenshots. But no, there's, like, any screenshots. Um, including, uh, so all stuff... Um, it's only screenshots. There's no confirmation about whether videos or Xbox One recordings have the same thing. Yeah. Um, there's no other Ubisoft titles that have it. It's That's just strange. this. It's bizarre. Really don't. Why would you do that? I don't know. That that seems to serve no purpose other than to make the internet upset. And it's... Yeah. Ugh, like I, I, I could maybe understand if they logoed like the game logo in it. So you're like, so like you're you're scrolling through somebody's Facebook feed, you see this, the thing, you're like, oh, that looks awesome. I wonder what that is. Yeah, like, there's a logo right there, but it's just the Ubisoft logo in the bottom right. It's it's so weird. I don't I don't understand it. Yeah, I was going to say the only thing that would make sense is if it was the game logo. I don't know why Ubisoft logo. That just seems so weird to me. Sure. Um, the only other things that are close to um, NBA Two K Fourteen. Uh were forced to remove sound before they uploaded footage from the share thing because of licensed music. Because of licensed music. music. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And there's a bunch of Vita games, apparently, that add watermarks. 
Um, so strange. With copyright stuff on them, like uh, that looks like Uncharted ads, like copyright Sony, Compu- Sony Computer Entertainment America in the bottom right. Strange. Okay. Weird. I hope that's not a sign of things to come because that it doesn't look right. It looks I sure hope not. Yeah. Looks bizarre. Um, where were we? Uh, Sports Friends did it also goes online. Uh, Dying Light, the kind of Parker. Zombie Dead game. Island thing is delayed yeah. till February 2015. Oh, that's a shame. Um, that so game looked kind of cool. It did, and it's now like a year out now, so yeah. I don't think they said why. Um, yeah, they did, like, <sighs> the, the, yeah, the official statement was just like... Uh, well, actually, no, it's not as much later than they originally said. Like, I don't think they actually gave... Did they give an original date for that? Uh, I the think it was just like Q4 this year. Yeah, the fact they said delayed means they must have said something, but yeah, it's a couple of extra months, and it's the usual kind of, we want to really, we want to, to fully realise our vision and all this nonsense, but yeah, 2015. Um, yeah, Drive Club got a whole bunch of stuff. So, do you remember way back when Drive Club was first announced for PS4, there was Drive Club. I, I vividly remember when Drive Club well, was announced. <laughs> not necessarily for that reason. Oh. Um, they announced that there was a special PlayStation Plus version of Drive Club. Uh, that would, sure. So you would get. Oh your, yeah, yeah. So it was like a kind of restricted. Like if you're a PS Plus, you would get it for free, but it would be like a kind of GT Prologue style thing. You'd yeah, get some sure. of the cars, some of the tracks. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Um, so they, so like like I said, they announced their release date, but they also um, announced what the PS Plus edition would be. And I'm just trying to find the paragraph to uh, to see. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so the free copy of the, uh, there's a free copy of the game made available to PlayStation Plus subscribers, scaled down with only a few cars and tracks available, and like, although it will let you try out every game mode. So if you decide you want to go ahead and buy the full package, you've got two options. So you, there's your full-on full copy being sold on Blu-ray and PSN store, sixty dollars standard game. Uh, all tracks, all the cars, everything. Um, and it's on your disc or your hard drive or whatever. Or uh, the other option is that you quote-unquote upgrade the free version to the PlayStation Plus edition. So this is not the full game. This is the PlayStation Plus edition. Right. Which retains all your progress. It's $10 cheaper. But if you stop subscribing to PlayStation Plus, you lose it. Hmm. Um, it's weird. It's bizarre. It was. It was a. It, why would you not just pay the extra ten dollars to have a disc? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand why you would just buy the disc if you're going yeah. to do that. And especially because they both come from. You can upgrade. Uh, it doesn't say if it keeps your. So it looks like the full version doesn't keep the progress you made in the free version. So maybe that's the difference. I don't. Okay, sure. The whole thing was fucking bananas anyway, and it. They got a whole, huge, huge backlash about it. And then, very quickly... Well, it wasn't even very quickly. It was the space of a week. They went and get... They went back on it and said, like, okay, if you want to... Um, if you want to get... The, you'll still get... You can still get the PS Plus edition, but you won't lose it if you stop subscribing to PlayStation Plus. So, it's even, it's even slightly weirder now. Because now you won't lose it. So, I don't even know. Strange. Okay, <laughs> it's, sure. The whole thing was weird. But... The reason why I brought it up is that it was a uh, it was another case of like, hey, see if you don't like something, fucking talk about it. Yeah, and yeah. Internet will, justice. People will start to listen. So, yeah, it's 
it works. So keep Internet doing justice. it. Um, just a stupid technical story I saw that um, Last of Us PS4 edition will use the character models in game, or the character models they use in game will be the cutscene models from the PS3 version. Okay. So like the super detailed yeah, yeah. ones you'll see, they're the in-game models now of the PS4. Huh. So it sounds like it's going to be a hell of an update. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I really want to see the giraffe scene in 1080p60. I think that would be... That would be really nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, what else was there? That was kind of it. It was the, tra- the first in-game stuff from Sunset Overdrive came out. Did you see that trailer? Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. It looks pretty awesome. It's It looks like an Insomniac game, which is a good thing. Yeah, um, it, it's got all the wacky weapons and like weird shit that Insomniac games are good for. Yes. Um, it's like there's no chance of that coming to PS4, but there's might come to P- uh, PC. So yeah, which would be kind of cool. Uh, and... I like their I like their idea of traversal and stuff like that. That seems pretty. Yeah, cool like it a, looks really shooter. it looks really smooth, and yeah. those guns look fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like some of them are one of them was like I, I think I remember that one of them was just like launched bowling balls directly out, and it was one of them that launched uh, remote control helicopters with pistols attached to them. Yeah, just like it, fired. Like it, it, it wasn't even a drone. Like they just no, it just tape. fired pistols. It was... Yeah, it just oh, it was great. Um, so and the last kind of small one I had was that um, GameSpy, the original kind of game, uh, yeah, game GameSpy. stuff is getting shut down. Oh, uh, as of June thirtieth, every um, gamer from like the early two thousands goes aw. Yeah, so there's a full list of some of the stuff that they are removing uh, support for. It's not like Battlefield 1942 and stuff like so, that. So yeah, so the big ones that they were mentioning, that were getting mentioned here, is Battlefield 1942, yeah. uh, Command & Conquer Generals, Crisis, yep. Master of Orion 3, <laughs> Allied, Allied Assault, Med- do you remember yeah. that Medal of Honor game? Um, and the original the original Neverwinter Nights and its sequel. No! Yeah. No! Okay. Um, and both of the Star Wars Battlefront titles. Um, so they're all getting shut down. Um, so there was there was a I can't remember which title it was, but there is somebody getting. There's a company called Game Ranger, which yeah. uh, lets you it's similar similar service to GameSpy. Yeah, so they let you kind of add networking to games that don't really support it, like yep. emulating a LAN and stuff like that. Yeah, we use it. We use it to play, or we used it to play Age of Empires two at LANs ah, okay. before before there was an HD version of it. Sure. Um, so that looks like they're coming in to get a bunch of. Um, to fix a bunch of games, um, I cannot remember the title. I read it this morning. Yeah, but they they appear to be um, shoring up a bunch of games. So hopefully, some of the bigger ones will come in. Um, uh, they'll they'll save some of the bigger ones. But some of the things on this list are just bizarre. Like um, Bejeweled T- Two for the Wii is no longer allowed to get network. Uh, all right, I didn't I didn't know that had network. Um, I didn't even know there was a build Bejeweled Two for the Wii. Nope. Uh, That's okay. Full Spectrum Warrior 10 Hammers for the PlayStation 2. You can't, oh no. go, on, can't go online with that anymore. Oh no. Um, My Sims Party for the Wii. <laughs> that uh, has an online mode. Apparently. Um, right. Sneezies for the Wii. I have no idea what that game is. But Sneezies. Yep. Sure. Um, and Beatles Rock Band for the Wii. Like, just the Wii version? Not any other version. Nope. Everything else is oh. fine. Just the Wii version. Uh, that was the, all of the nonsense ones. Everything else is kind of bad. Sure. <laughs> so, and right. uh, the latest one I can see, uh, FIFA Soccer 10 for DS. Oh no! Is kind of the most recent one that might get shut down. So, 
yeah, they're all old games, but it's kind of a loss that these kind of things disappear, and most of them don't exactly come with dedicated server options, so they're kind of gone forever. Um, so, Callum, tell me about the compendium right. for Dota 2. So, uh, the compendium is the interactive book thing that Valve release every time there is an international. The international is coming up on July. Uh, the qualifiers are happening right now, actually, as we speak. Mm. Um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an interactive book thing that just tells you a bunch of stuff about like the players and what's going on. All that stuff. It lets you do things like vote on vote on who your favourite team is and who your favourite player is and who you want to play in like the All-Star game and a bunch of weird voting stuff. But So there's a couple of interesting things about the the uh, compendium this time. One is, they're doing the same thing as last year, which is every compendium adds to the prize pool of TI. Uh, yeah. Have they right not done the, that before? Is that a new that thing? That, that, no, no, that's, that's not new. They did that oh, last year. okay. And um, as, as, it's, as we speak, uh, the prize pool is currently higher than TI3 was at all like in, in its entirety the the prize pool is higher than it was wow okay um it's now the highest prize pool for an esports event ever i think oh really wow. sitting at 3.9 million dollars that's the prize pool for the winner the winners yeah. no the prize pool oh, in total, for everyone so it gets right, split okay. sure uh so doing that and as you, as players put more money towards the prize pool they start unlocking stuff that you get for participating in the compendium idea so you get like the first few things you get are like a boost to your battle bonus, which is like your your XP that you get for your your uh, profile level. Yep. You also get things like HUDs and uh, items and all that sort of stuff that you're unlocking. We are a hundred thousand dollars away from unlocking a free courier, which is pretty cool. So if so, when you hit, so it's kind of like it, like Kickstarter type tiers almost. That yeah, when you hit much. a certain amount of money, it goes. It started at uh, one point eight million. And then went to two million, and then like then in like two hundred thousand increments when it got to three million, it went three million, three point five, four million, four point five, and then right. just doing that. So we're close to four million. So we get that courier. So things that get unlocked just get unlocked for everyone who owns the compendium. Yep. When a if tier you, gets hit, everybody gets it. If you've got a compendium. If I was theoretically to go buy one now, would I get all the items yep, at that? You would. Cool. Absolutely, and all the tiers when it gets unlocked as well. So what does the compendium actually give you, apart from items? Like, what does it do anything else? Is it just... It, it, gives, it gives you the ability to watch um, TI games in client, so you get to watch it in the, the spectator mode. But if you don't have it, I'm assuming you can still watch it on Twitch or whatever. Yeah, you can watch it on Twitch and all that sort of stuff. Sure. The, other, the other thing that the compendium lets you do is that your compendium has levels to it. Oh, God damn you, Valve. I know, they're so sake. clever. This is one of the smartest things I've ever seen. Oh. The compendium now has a level... Okay. So you can now level up your compendium by doing things like uh, picking who your favorite team is and your favorite player, and like making predictions on games and all that sort of stuff. They are turning really this into stuff. like they are turning this into fantasy football, really, aren't they? Well, I'll get to that. Okay, but they've done, they've done that already. There's fantasy leagues in Dota. Oh but, really? Um, okay. Yeah, and they're doing it again for TI. That's one of the things that the compendium lets you do is set up a fantasy league for the international. Cool. It's pretty cool, and uh, so that. You gain levels by, like, in, in games, there's a chance that you can drop levels for your compendium and all that sort of stuff. But the main ways you get levels are you make offerings, which is, like, any items that you don't want. So, like, character items and all that sort of stuff, like cosmetics, that you don't want. Right. You can make as offerings, and that will feed into your levels of your compendium. So, it's a way to trash all the rares that you've got duplicates of and that you don't want and all that sort of stuff. Okay. 
and they do a thing called the 10 hero challenge which is the the compendium gives you a random set of 10 heroes mm-hmm. and if you win matchmaking games with each of those 10 heroes you get points if you win like random dota matches yeah well matchmaking matches so right. like you queue and all that sort of stuff but right, if you okay. win with with you if you win with all 10 of those heroes you get points so what's the forgive me if it sounds trite but what's the point in this you get levels if you get, so if you get levels you uh start unlocking you have the potential to unlock more stuff this right. is the weird thing so no no i was with you the weird thing most of so, this is the weird thing as as the level of your compendium goes up the bonus to your uh the xp that you gain in matches for your profile level goes up as well ah okay so you get a scaling xp bonus based on the level of your compendium just just uh, during the ti or uh yeah just during ti right so from now until like the end of july okay quite a long time um for example i bought my compendium and went into a game with uh about 30 xp off of a level mm-hmm. ended that game getting the level and then halfway towards another level that's how big the xp bonus is but that's like scaling xp bonus of basically everybody in my game had a compendium right. so it scaled from like having 100 percent to about 290 percent oh so everyone it's who has insane. a compendium in a game yeah adds the scaling in, it's ah. cumulative so it adds on um so that's why you want to level up your compendium and also after you get to a certain point uh the stuff that you can get for... I, I can just read off a list of what you get for companion levels. So you get, like, extra loading screens, a free courier at a certain level, custom effects, all that sort of stuff. Once you get to level 10, you get an extra item. So everybody that gets a compendium now gets a free high-level item. If you get to level 10 with your compendium, you get two of them. Okay. If you get to level 20, you get three of them. If you got at level 30, you get four of them, and so on and so on and so on. You can get once you get to level 100, which is the max level for a competitor, or kind of. There's no maximum level, but the, the the level you can get free stuff at, new free stuff, is 100. At that point, you're getting a 500% bonus to your XP and about six free items or something like that, Jeez. along with a bunch of custom effects and all that sort of stuff. Once you get to level 100, every 10 levels, you get an extra 100% on your XP bonus and another item. Christ. So, what's basically happened now is you get people who have uh, either, I don't know how they've done it, they've like played a bunch or they've given, you can pay money to increase the level of your compendium as well. So you've got people who have paid a bunch of money to get a compendium that's got like a level of like in the thousands. Oh, so you don't even have to work, you can just straight up buy levels? You can just buy your... levels for it. Fuck so there's like yeah. people with okay. compendiums that have got levels in the thousands, which basically means every game they've got like a like three thousand percent battle bonus so like roughly how much money are we talking to get to that kind of level i don't even know i don't know how the level scaling works because you need a hundred points to get a level i don't know if that increases as you get higher up or if it stays the same or if i don't know what so it it could be like 30 quid it could be 100 i don't know um weird but it basically means but it basically means this is why this is this is the scandal of the compendium right now is that this idea is breaking the Dota economy. Because, oh, really? Yeah, because these guys have got about 3,000% battle bonus. They can go into uh, matchmaking bot games, which mm-hmm. is basically where you and four other people get queued against bots, so really easy to beat, basically. Right. And it still adds to your level, adds to your profile level, and has the chance of dropping items and all that sort of stuff. When you gain a level in Dota, you get a free item. 
because these people have got a 3,000% battle bonus, they gain about three levels a game. Mm-hmm. So they go into a bot game, stomp them really quickly, get three items, do it again, do it again, do it again. Increases their chance of dropping a really rare item because they're getting so many of them. Mm-hmm. When they get the rare item, they sell it on the marketplace, get like 50 quid for free. Jeez. Do it again, do it again, do it again. And it breaks the economy because so many people are getting these like arcanas and immortal items and stuff like that. So that I mean, are really it- rare to drop. There are loads of them now and the economy just completely drops because these are high level items that are now available for about eight quid and so it's... it does seem like i mean even if you were talking like a couple hundred dollars to get your mm. competitive up to high level it seems like if you like just ground for high items you yep. could probably pay that off absolutely just selling it from the pay it off. if it was a hundred dollars to get to where they are right now you could pay it off if you just sat and ground bot games you would mm. get that arcana that would sell for like 25 quid Jeez. keep doing it and you'd pay it off in like that probably a couple of days. That seems unnaturally lax for Valve. Like, I know. Nor- this is why everybody's flipping their shit about it. It's because it's a thing that that everybody should be... Like, they think that Valve have got supreme control over, like, how Dota works and the special stuff in the company. Like, they, they entirely... Like, they recently just denounced an entire uh, group of casters for TI... So like, mm. the, the TI is like broken up into groups of uh, casters that are like Beyond the Summit, who's the famous one for Dota, and like the good studio who do Europe stuff and all that sort of stuff. They recently denounced Beyond the Summit, the big one, like the massive one that everybody knows, denounced them saying, we don't support these guys because we don't agree with their constant changes in roster. They keep bringing in new commentators and all that sort of stuff. Oh, so okay. Valve said, we don't like you guys anymore. We don't want you doing TI stuff. Weird. And it's okay. so strange. So people were like, these guys are on top of this and then discovered that people could like buy their way into it and get all these like special items also and people just got mental over it it's it seems like so strange it's just weird considering every decision it sounds like valve have made with dota appears to be like exactly on point and tweaked to perfection and it seems that seems weird yeah it's it's so strange what they've done with the companion this year it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing, but then at the same time, uh, it's gonna it's gonna break the it's gonna break when the point the breaking point is gonna happen when it comes when everybody gets their immortal items from buying compendiums. Right. So when you, as I said, when you buy compendiums, you get the free items. But these free items are uh, like high rarity items, so immortal is the term. Right. These people who have got like thousands of levels in their compendium are gonna get like twenty chests with immortal items in it, so they're gonna get multiple duplicates whereas these items like for example the last compendium the most expensive item that came out of the compendium treasure last year sold, still sells for about 60 quid jeez like rare item or something like that but these people have got like 30 chests so they're gonna get like multiples of every item so the price isn't gonna be as high because they're everywhere and it's so that's at the point in which the dot economy is gonna start crumbling under its own weight it's starting now and the the slightly less higher, like the rare items and the arcane items, which are the other tier, are st- starting to dip in price because mm. these people are churning them out so quickly. But at the point at which the immortal items get out, that's when the, the economy is just going to crash of like, there's immortal items for like three quid and stuff like that. And it's just, everything's just broken. And this, everybody... This sounds like it may actually be dangerous for the game. It might be. I don't know. I've never. Mm. I don't know what happens if the Dota economy breaks. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but it's gonna be interesting. It's really to keep weird. It'll be a fascinating idea. Yeah, definitely. That and I need to raise my compendium level. <laughs> sure. And now I've got all this time, so I can just. <laughs> <set it up. laughs> 
That's um, that. So this is this is one thing that I'm, I'm I'm planning to do because of this ten hero challenge thing yeah. that they're doing. I might start streaming and yeah, totally. start streaming me playing Dota and be like, we're gonna try and do the ten hero challenge and see if I can get it done. I played one game last night mm-hmm. uh, with one of the heroes that was possibly one of the best games of Dota I've ever played. Yeah. I was so happy with that game. <laughs> a game where we were, we were on the back foot for the entire game. Like, we were losing so badly. And the uh, the team that was winning just didn't capitalize on anything. So they right. had us, like, crammed into our base for, like, 20 minutes and didn't push up. Mm. So they didn't take towers, didn't take uh, racks or anything like that, didn't do anything for 20 minutes, which let me... And the other carries in the team just farm. So we sat and farmed our asses off and like got decent enough items so that when they did push up, we annihilated them. Right. Because they, they didn't just... suspect us to have any items because we were trapped in our base. So then we came out with like big items that did massive damage and it meant they couldn't hit us and all that stuff. Completely annihilated them. Fantastic. And then charged down mid. And it was like, it was like an hour and a half long game. That ended with us just kind of running down the mid lane and taking everything. It was so good. That game was amazing. Hour and a half half games are pretty rare in Dota, right? Uh, It's it's not as rare as it is in League. League hour and a half games are really, really rare. Like, stupidly rare. Mm. I've had about two hour and a half games of League. I've had about six hour and a half games of Dota. Weird. It's, it's It's just the nature of the game. It's just how it works. But yeah. Cool. So I will, I will, I will possibly be streaming. I might do that tomorrow. I might okay. start a stream up and awesome. see if I can start playing Dota. Cool. Um, this is two other. So that's little... compendium. Yeah, that's it. That's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Actually, yeah, I plan um, on keeping a very close eye on it. It'll be really cool. interesting. Um, so there's just a couple of other little stories. Um, absolutely gutted. I don't know if you were paying attention to this as well, but the the Outcast HD Kickstarter failed. Yes. Cry. Every time oh, it didn't make it, I was it so upset. It got two hundred fifty thousand dollars of their six hundred thousand um, dollar. Yeah. Uh, total. I was very upset. Yeah. Done. No more it's the outcast. I was. Um, there's a really there's a really good quote actually from uh, co-creator Jan Robert, um, which says, uh, "This same overconfidence, this same craziness, and this same adventurousness, which 15 years ago led us to create the original game, led us to face the harsh reality of this, of this Kickstarter failure, which could have been avoided with a bit more time, thinking, and upfront money." Um, yeah, they just they're, so they're gonna they're, they they say the project isn't dead. They're gonna keep looking at other possible crowdfunding or private investments or whatever it is. But they are looking forward. They are going to make this thing happen. So right, good. We will see. Good, good. Um, and this week in is Battlefield 4 still fucked? Uh, I'm gonna guess yes. Battlefield 4 players can now join multiplayer matches as squads. Yay! Yep. <laughs> good. It's still fucked though, right? Oh yeah. Uh, That's oh, it's, oh, it's fine. It's, so, they posted a video on how to join the squad beta. Um, the squad beta? Yeah, so, you remember that thing that was in Battlefield 2? That you, well, you could, could team up with your friends, and then you could queue. join a squad, and then like if you died, you would spawn on the leader and all that kind of stuff. Um, it just made it into the game. So yeah, right. Battlefield Four, ladies and gentlemen. Great. It's going to really disappoint me if if this game has completely screwed Mirror's Edge Two. It's going to really annoy me. Um, I would screw Mirror's Edge Two. 
Because it's the same studio, and if they've pulled all hands to fix this game, then mm. Mm. it might yeah, have maybe. completely scuppered that maybe that title from coming out. Um, I quite like how um, so Polygon have got this thing where they do a, a story stream feature where like if they've got some big thing happening like they'll just put they'll kind of timeline a bunch of their stories and if you look at the battlefield 4 one it's huge i'm sure (laughs) like it just goes on stuff about battlefield that's not great the first one the first one was on uh, november 15th um and this is the latest one it's just it's insane um so the real big stories there was kind of three of them that i picked out um unreal tournament's come back yeah, so yes. so goddamn excited about this, I'm so and it's excited. it's not even the fact that it's a Unreal Tournament, which we were both huge huge fans of. Mm-hmm. It's such a different, it's such a weird beast that um, I think it'll do really well. So, I think you'll be surprised at how well, do, especially because it's free. Yeah, I think so you'll be surprised. It's free. It'll be free, moddable, and collaborative, collaboratively developed with fans. Okay, which is. Uh, it's this, so yeah, it's going to be a hundred percent free, uh, and it's going to be these. Where was the quote that I really, really liked? Uh, they said that um, yeah, they have the whole thing live on GitHub, which is like a for those that don't know, it's like a online source code repository that uh, loads of open source projects use. So all the source codes are sitting there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're gonna get everyone to jump in and help make Unreal Tournament, which could cool. be awesome or it could be a complete clusterfuck. Hey, man, as long as I get Morpheus, yeah, I'll be that's the thing. Like that's like so that's the thing. We don't have to worry about them maybe not making Morpheus. Like somebody's gonna make Morpheus. You're gonna get that. You're gonna get uh, Facing Worlds. Facing Worlds. Somebody's gonna make Instagib. Four boss. You're gonna yep. get all those things. Uh, they're all just gonna they're all gonna appear. So it's based on Unreal Four. Um, oh, deck seventeen. Oh, deck sixteen. Deck 7. 17. 17, 17, sorry. Um, Unreal Tournament will... So there's a quote. Unreal Tournament will be free, but not free to play, according to the developer. Free means free. No microtransactions. Just free. It's just free, yeah. So I have no idea how they're making money off this thing. Uh, um, I don't know. Maybe they don't need they're to. Not, are, they, are they not making money off like the mods or something like that? So I can't remember. Maybe. I think... My instinct is that there's, there's going to be some kind of marketplace... So you'll be able sure. will, so like a kind of Steam Workshop style thing where people yeah, sell the mods. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and maybe they're making enough money off licensing for the engine that they don't need to make huge amounts oh, yeah, of money maybe. off this thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like the fact that hey, here's all the source code for this game, and um, apparently the first lines of code got written during the announcement. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't they get written during the announcement yeah, or something like that? Yeah, uh, so on May 8th, which was last week, they wrote the first lines of code for that thing. Great. So, um, and I currently cannot access the GitHub repository. It's 404-ing, so... Great. fantastic. Yeah, there you go. More than on a tournament, I'm excited. Yep. Very excited. I'll be happy with that. Um, Someone could just, like, copy and paste all the code from UT, uh, UT2K4, and I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. Like, I, there's been a number of times where I've gone, I should really crack out UT4 again. It's really good. It's really awesome. 2K4 is just the best, and it's so much fun to play in a LAN environment. Like, I, we keep playing it, it's just so much fun. And it's one of those things as well, the fact that, like, people are contributing to it while it's been developed. Um, it means that all the things that I really want will probably be in there. Like, somebody's going to make Bombing Run. Yeah. Somebody's going to make Assault Maps. Yep. Um, all that stuff. Onslaught will probably be in there somewhere as well. Our vehicles have to be in it. Yeah. 
it's gonna be cool and also it'll be a really cool way to use unreal 4 which i haven't actually seen in action yet yeah in, that'll be pretty anything um wasn't day daylight daylight was daylight was the first UTK 4, but it's also a horror game in the dark like it didn't yeah, really do much for it, that it, yeah it didn't show anything off yeah um so one of the other big stories was the zenimax oculus nonsense um so basically so like we said last time oculus got acquired by facebook uh oculus uh hired uh john carmack from id as their yep. chief technology officer mm-hmm. and about jobby was, was perfect for to be fair oh totally like yeah it's exactly what he wanted to do like the man was incredibly excited about vr um so after the Facebook um, acquisition, Zenimax are now. St- I don't know if they're actually putting a lawsuit up, but they have some kind of. I'm, I'm trying to say. It. I can't. I can't see the exact wording, but basically, what they're doing is they want a slice of money from Oculus. Based because on what? Based on the fact that uh, John Carmack was working on VR technology while he was his, while he was a Zenimax employee, and they are claiming that that technology boosted Oculus to the level where they would be acquired by Facebook. Right. Um, huh. Okay. It's it's bizarre. It's a that's really a weird bizarre thing. lawsuit to try and do. Yeah. Um, How do you that... prove that? that so is, that's, the thing. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like like the the extent of um, John Carmack's statements on this was being on two posts on twitter which says um no work i've ever i've ever done has been patented zenimax owns the code that i wrote but they don't own vr and the second post was oculus uses zero lines of code that i wrote while under contract to zenimax so at that point you really don't have anything to stand on um i will need to try and find the actual quote for the oculus responded with ah here we go so Oculus came back and said, um, I'll just read the full statement because it's great. Um, we are disappointed but not surprised by Zenimax's actions and we will prove that all of their claims are false. In the meantime, we'd like to clarify a few key points. Uh, there is not a line of Zenimax code or any of its technology in any Oculus product. John Carmack did not take any intellectual property from Zenimax. Zenimax has misstated the purposes and language of the Zenimax non-disclosure agreement that Palmer Lucky signed. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, key reason John left Zenimax in August 2013 was that Zenimax prevented John from working on VR and stopped investing in VR games across the company. Uh, Zenimax cancelled VR support for Doom BFG edition when Oculus refused Zenimax demands for a non-dilutable equity stake in Oculus. So basically, there was going to be a Oculus stuff in the Doom 3 BFG edition, sure. but Zenimax were asking for a stake in Oculus as a company and they couldn't right. come to an agreement, so they said, screw it. Um, Zenimax did not pursue claims against Oculus for IP or technology. Zenimax has never contributed any IP or technology to Oculus, Oculus, and only after the Facebook deal was announced that Zenimax have now made these claims through their lawyers. <laughs> and okay. this is the this is my favorite one. Despite the fact that the full source for the Oculus SDK is available online, Zenimax has never identified any stolen code or technology. So the whole right. SDK is there in code form. Yep. And Zenimax have not gone. This is the bit that you stole. So it sounds like what this sounds all a like, bit weird. What it sounds like is lawyers doing their job. Like, yeah, I was gonna say this sounds just like lawyers being lawyers. Yeah, it sounds it. like this. This sounds like a kind of. I'm uh, sure they're working on the best interests of the company that they work for. Exactly. But like, they're still lawyers at the end of the day. Yeah, and this is this is the wet dream for them. Like the fact yeah, that you great. the fact that you have a direct connection to this company via your ex employee, 
and then that that company then gets uh, a massive buyout of two point whatever billion it was. Yeah, naturally you're going to go, hey, I want a slice of that stuff. Um, it's kind of like a bigger version of the the outcry from Kickstarter people when Facebook bought them. Yeah. It's like, well, I contributed to this, so I should get a cut of this. And yeah, like, it's all me. Well, I did it. No, you were wrong, and also Zenimax are probably wrong as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the fact, again, the fact that Zenimax came out and said that, and that John Carmack has come out and said stuff as well, sounds like they've got a pretty, they sound pretty confident that they're in the right. And I bet you 2.3 billion worth of uh, Facebook lawyers make you pretty comfortable um, that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought that was fascinating. Um, that it's and it's it's now been pushed very public as well. Like some this does this stuff doesn't usually come out, but they've both just they're both just having this dick waving competition. It's been like, well, somebody's going to crack first, right? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, they're. I mean, probably what's going to happen is they will there will be some kind of settlement at some point, and Zenimax will get some money just to make it go away. Yeah. Even though they probably don't have a leg to stand on. So yeah. Um, and the last bit of news I have, which was slightly depressing considering how much we were raving about Tomodachi Life. Yes. Um, last. Please last don't tell episode. me something's gone wrong with Tomodachi no, Life. No, no, no. It's it's the same game. It's still coming. You're fine. Good, good, good. Um, there was a. It it was put out that so basically Nintendo patched the Jap. So Tomodachi Life is out in Japan right now. Japanese yes. version exists. Oh, I know this story. Yeah, yeah, sorry. and they 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 patched a bug, and it was caught. They they said they patched a bug which allowed for same sex marriages in to- in yeah. the Japanese version of Tomodachi Life. Um, and there was a big outcry about this. It's like, well, one you've classed it as a bug when I mean, of it was maybe an unintended feature, mm-hmm. but like when that comes around and it works, and you're like, well. Okay, sure. That's, yeah, that's fine. That yeah. doesn't seem like a thing that would be patched. Um, yeah. So they did come out and say that... Um, I'm paraphrasing, but they basically came out and said it wasn't a patch to patch same-sex relationships. It was a patch for something else that just happened to affect that as well. Sure, okay. Um, so there was a big um, ca- uh, kind of petition campaign thing called Me Quality, um, mm-hmm. which got a bunch of signatures to say, hey, why don't you just leave it as it is? Um, the 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 guy who started the campaign um, said because the game has such a huge focus on relationships, this is a problem for many LGBTQ gamers. Uh, I believe it's a significant issue that should be resolved or at least acknowledged by Nintendo. So I started a movement in hopes to convince Nintendo to add same-sex relationships to Tomodachi Life via an update, or at least ensure that it's included in a future sequel. Yeah. So that went out, and then Nintendo did the 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 most Nintendo thing they could do and just responded really badly for it mm-hmm. ab- about this whole thing. I remember this. Uh, they responded to the petition. It's just really tone deaf is the best word for it. I'll just read the statement here. Uh, Nintendo never intended to make any form of social commentary with the launch of Tomodachi Life. The relationship options in the game ref- represent a playful alternative world rather than a real-life simulation. We hope that all of our fans will see that Tomodachi Life was intended to be a whimsical and quirky game and that we were absolutely not trying to provide social commentary. Yep. Uh, the ability for same-sex relationships to occur in the game was not part of the original game that launched in Japan and the game that was made of the same code that was used to localise it for the other regions outside Japan. Um, they've basically said that... Um, so yeah, it was a really weird... Did I, I don't even know what to make of that statement. Like, I really can't... It's, 
I don't know. It's, 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 really a very, it's a very tactful statement that's trying to address the concern when also not. And it's a strange, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, like the, the fact that they... I mean, I understand that if they, they patched it and it was an intended consequence, that's one thing. But what you do is you come out and you... St- what, I mean, what I would do if I was Nintendo is you would come out and say, hey, we didn't mean this to happen. Um, but don't worry, like, we'll we'll try and do what we can for the, the English release, right? Because this is all this is all come from the West, uh, from Western... Um, like the petition came from the West and all that kind of stuff. This isn't coming from Japan. Yeah, I know. So you would think, like, okay, maybe we can, maybe we can add it for for the the Western release of Tomodachi Life. But they just said, we're not trying to say anything. We're not trying to say anything, honestly. And just kind of stuck their fingers in their ears and, and screamed until it went away. <laughs> um, which is not the way you approach that kind of thing. Oh yeah, it, of course not. It seems like Nintendo PR from Japan came up with that statement. Um, but they've said that they did come out and say like um, future iterations of the game, like sequels and things, will we will push to have that in there. Yeah, that that was the the good thing about that was that they ended up just yeah. by going, okay, that's fine. We'll, we're aware that that's a thing, and we'll do it later. Yeah, that's, that, I'm okay with that. That's um, fine. Their full statement said, um, unfortunately, it's not possible for us to change this game's design as such a significant development change can't be accomplished with a post ship patch. And Nintendo dedication has always been uh, has always meant going beyond the ga- beyond the games to promote a sense of community and to share a spirit of fun and joy. Uh, we pledge that if we create the if we create a next installment in the Tomodachi series, we will strive to design a gameplay experience from the ground up that's more inclusive and better represents all players. Cool, good for um, Nintendo. Two days after they came out with their original the original statement, which is like it's the best you can come out with, really. Um, they made a mistake. They apologized for it, and they said they're going to fix it. And yeah, they said they're right. going to try and fix it in the future. So yeah. It, it's it's the best they could have done. Um, it was really weird. Like it's the first time I think a Japanese company that I can think of in memory have had to deal with something like this. I can't think of another example. Um, like Sims came out day one that you could do it. I, I remember it was the only thing I can really compare this to. Um, that you could like from Sims day one you could have same sex relationships. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is that right? Um... I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember back to my Sims days. Oh god, I can't even remember. All those years ago. Don't even know. I'm pretty sure you could, anyway. But yeah, it just it seems like um, this is not something that Japan have had to deal with before. And especially with the way that the Western... The Western kind of mindset with games, especially recently, or over the past year. Yeah. With all the conversations and stuff that's happening around sexuality and games and sure, gender yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Japan get a little bit left behind with that, and it seems like this is them suddenly getting hit with this. It, it, that's fine by me yeah so um, yeah they did the best they could um, and I don't really particularly blame them for that so we'll see what happens yeah. but I'm assuming you're still excited for that game oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm way excited for that game uh, uh, June, June 6th yes so. I need to think of all the, the weird and wacky me's that I need to create that I'm going to put in my world are you going to you're going to pick that up before you head here for E3 right I think so it depends. When's E3 again? The 9th? Monday, uh, sorry, that's the 9th, so 8th is the Monday, so yeah, the 6th is Friday before. No, what? No, Monday would be the 9th. Uh, June the 9th. Sunday's the 8th. Sorry, yes, Sunday's the 8th, yes. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I, I may have picked it up and therefore may have played it for all of about a few hours. <laughs> sure. I, I just really want to see what it looks like. I, I do as well. I, I think I'm fascinated. fascinated by that game. Cool. Um, so the other kind of big bit of news that we got was... Kevin the... Spacey! 
Yeah, Kevin Spacey yeah. is in Call of Duty. Advanced Warfighter? Fair. War- Advanced Warfighter. Advanced right. Warfare is the Ghost Recon game. Advanced Warfighter is the Call of Duty. Actually, you know what? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking this up. Hang on. Yeah. yeah uh, Advanced Warfare is Warfare. the Call of Duty. So War- Warfighter is the Tom Clancy one. Right. Okay. Well, they, they, win, they win immediate points for um, most generic name they could have possibly picked yes. for that game. Yes. Um, Future man with gun. Yeah. So Kevin Spacey's in it. Digital Kevin mm-hmm. Spacey does a monologue in the trailer. That... Digital Kevin Spacey playing a character who's awfully close to his House of Cards character. Just without the southern drawl. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically his... his and thing. it seems to be all, like, uh, governments lie to you and... Well, it wasn't even that. Like, it... Fuck America and all that stuff. So that was the thing. I couldn't tell that he was the bad guy originally the first time I watched the trailer. Think he's he's a bad guy? I think he's supposed to be, but he comes out with things like, hey, maybe America shouldn't be dropping democracy on countries that can't support it. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah. That's that yes, that makes a lot of sense. This is obviously the good guy who's talking sense. It's gonna be like it's it's gonna be like um I'm I'm gonna call it now and say it's like a PMC story. It's gonna be like there's a evil private military corporation who start doing weird shit and it's going to be that like and, and Kevin Spacey's going to be the head of the PMC and you're going to have to track him down but it was really cool that trailer was actually pretty cool they had like yeah, it kinda... fighters and exoskeletons and like Spider-Man gloves and stuff yeah it so cool. it's obviously like slightly further away near like it seems kind of similar to the was it Black Ops 2 that was in the future as well mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah. seems kind of slightly further on than that. It's further than that where the, 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 the operatives, I think is the word for them, yeah. are uh, wearing like exoskeletons yeah. and stuff like that. And they've got like crisis style big jumpsuits and things. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, like it, it made me slightly slightly interested in a Call of Duty game for the first time in years. So what Kevin Spacey made you interested. Kevin in Spacey and the setting and the way it looks. I thought it was and... just weird that Kevin Spacey was in it. That's... Yeah, I mean that's... What I mean, what conversation do you think they had with Kevin Spacey that was like, do you want to be the main villain in a Call of Duty game? Hey, Kevin Spacey, here's a bag of money. That's probably true. Yeah. Like that's yeah, right. that's basically what it's going to be. Um, yeah. When you're when you have Call of Duty money, you could probably get. And it just seems like a, throw it around. It seems, especially after what we were talking about last time, it seems like a much more mature move for a Call of Duty game as opposed to let's get Snoop Dogg and Unser packs in there. <laughs> And yeah, that's true. Like it, it yeah. So this uh, also this is uh, Sledgehammer's first game uh, of the Call of Duty, their first Call of Duty game since they are officially Call of Duty developers. They're officially. Oh, really? oh yeah, I forgot that happened last. Yeah, year. they're officially the third studio. So it's now them, Infinity Ward, and Treyarch. Treyarch. Um, and each one of them is going to get three years to make a game. So this is the first three-year game. Sure. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. But hey, digital color, digital Kevin Spacey looks digital pretty Kevin good. Spacey. He does. He did look really nice. It was it pretty did. good. It was definitely him. Yep, it's definitely Kevin Spacey. We'll see. Yep. Uh, so very quickly, oh god, I've lost the thing. Distract. Quick, Phil, for a second. I can't. Dancing doesn't work because this is an audio format, so I can't do my normal nineteen fifties flapper dancing. You do to nice. distract people. Do you do that normally? Is that a, is that a normal? If people say distract him, I just kind of wave my hands in the air, jazz hands, and distract people that way. Jazz hands is usually usually yeah, pretty good. Yes, fair. But I can't do that because this is the radio. Yeah, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, my plan is failing to work. Site is not loading. Oh fuck <laughs> it. Never mind. Right. Um, 
still what have we got we have uh the 27th will be the next one which will be our last podcast before e3 yes it will um so we will do predictions and stuff um there 26th yeah well, 27th yeah. 27th so yes we will do predictions and stuff there but um until then what is what is your plan well, my plan is to play a lot of video games now that I have time. First, I'm going to sleep a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, gonna, I expect to not hear from you for about 72 hours. I'm, I'm going to sleep a lot, and then I'm going to play I'm going to play Warlock, I'm going to play Dota, and maybe stream it. Sure. Uh, then I'll record something. I'm yet to decide whether or not that'll be Freelancer or it'll be Heroes of Mountain Magic. Sure. Uh, but I'll record something. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna dip in and out of because I've started doing this already. I'm very lightly dipping in and out of uh, Barclays Shut Up and Jam Guide In. Oh really? Because oh, I, that's I feel like I have to play that game. Yeah, I I've... even though even though I'm a very white person who grew up in a like very nice Scottish town and therefore have no connection to what 1990s basketball. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have to play that game. It's kind of funny already. Is that game even about basketball? It kind of is a little bit because right. it's all it's all like Larry Bird and James, uh, like Barkley and like right. uh, Michael Jordan and all that sort of stuff. Sure, but I want to see what happens with it. I'm dipping in and out of it very occasionally, mainly because I want to play the sequel because it's got the best name for a game I think I've ever heard. Did you have the name there? Because I cannot yes, remember. It. I do. Okay, it is the magical realms of Tear the Nog, Escape from Necron Seven, Revenge of the Coolifan, the official game of the movie Chapter Two of the Hoops Barkley Saga. <laughs> <laughs> and Hoops, and Hoops Barkley is the name of uh, Barkley's child. He called oh, his child so it's Hoops. His, it's his son. Yeah, his son's called Hoops. Amazing. Hoops Barkley. Cool. And it's I'm, Hoops with a Z. It's H O O P Z. I really want to know about that game. I, I do as well. That's why I'm playing it. Fantastic. It's pretty funny from what I've played so far. There's like explosions and stuff. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Michael Jordan's like a weird government agent. It's all strange. <laughs> Um, they outlawed basketball because uh, someone performed a thing called a chaos dunk that um, killed a bunch of people. Right. And uh, so that happened. So that outlawed basketball and they rounded up all the basketball players and like killed them. Mm. And uh, Michael Jordan became uh, work uh, worked for the government rounding up basketball players and Barkley's one of the last remaining ones. And then a second chaos dunk happens in uh, Manhattan that kills 15 million people. Amazing. And Barkley gets accused of it. (laughs) (laughs) So he's now on the run from Michael Jordan because they think he chaos dunked Manhattan and killed 15 people. This is just a whole manner of amazing. This is the first, like, half hour of the game. (laughs) It's so dumb. It's great. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Cool. Well, I'm I look, for, I look forward to hearing about that. that. I'm going to definitely um, that. For myself, um, there's not really much this week. I know Transistor is next week, which we're I'm looking so forward to getting into. Looking forward to that. I'm um, going to play that thing on a bender. The day it comes out, I'm just going to play it start to finish. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to do it. Mainly because I'm reviewing it, but I need to... Yeah, so there's a review coming for that. Um, I'm going to try and record something this week. I've been saying that for weeks. I just haven't. I've been mixture of ill and just out of it. So, yeah, that's fine. Um, I will record something this week. I promise. Um, Either fracked or that fracked or glitch space. One of the two. Um, possibly even do an old ass PC games in the middle of, in, in there somewhere as well. Sure. Um, 
games wise I don't know like there's basically nothing this week so if I don't play anything this week it means I'll I'll work instead so it's fine. it means I get to talk about Barclays shut on jam guy then I, I might just right. let you have that whole ep- the whole next episode just to talk about that so yeah we'll see I'm excited to play more of it um also um I just side note while we're there um the Siberia old ass PC games um hit a thousand views today woo um okay. There's actually a there's actually a comment thread running over a couple of the videos, which is kind of funny. That's kind of cool. Um, other people talking about how terrible that game was. That game's really bad. Apparently, there's a instant death sequence within the first three seconds. Um, apparently, the first can, three seconds. Like appa- apparently, there's an explosive barrel very close to the start that you like kick or something like that, and the whole thing just explodes. Cool. Um, I might need to go back and have a look at that. But yes, um, so that's that's awesome. I was I was really happy when I saw that. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably just be working and then uh, working on stuff for the site and then Transistor. So that'll be good. Okay, good. So, I'm really looking forward to Transistor. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, until then, the site is gameenginestart.com where all this stuff will be going. Um, which kind of which pulls together all of our podcasts and videos and ratings and all that kind of stuff is all there we are on facebook and twitter if you just search for game engine start there you will find us um we are also on youtube.com slash game engine start which is where all the videos get posted and you need to subscribe there and see all of that stuff email podcast at game engine start.com um, i got an email on the podcast email address oh god and it was from somebody attempting to sell us a domain name or all right. Um, I I wonder if I still have the email here. Can I very quickly see it before before we go out? I don't think this is relevant. It's totally not. But I thought it was so funny that I I thought I would keep it anyway. Uh, it came through. Yeah, I can't see it anyway. Okay. But yeah, it was it was fucking really funny. Um, yes. So we'll be back in two weeks. Um, until then, don't do anything too stupid. I'm going to go sleep for three days. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple of days. I'm so excited to do it. <laughs> go hibernate. Yep. Okay. I'll Bye, see Internet. Bye-bye.